Today's episode is brought to you by Positively Productive Systems, whose mission is to be the antidote to your stress and to provide compassionate productivity resources and coaching that help you heal and achieve. Be sure to check out both free and paid resources at PositivelyProductive.com resources. This is the tool to help entrepreneurs. It is a way for creative minds to take pause and not judge all the thoughts that come to their mind, but to allow them to come. And in that process makes new connections in our brains of possibility. You're listening to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Zarotny, founder of Positively Productive Systems and a productivity coach certified in positive psychology and stress management. Join me as we explore ways to live a more proactive, positive life with episodes on productivity, self-awareness, mindset, entrepreneur life, habits and systems, simplicity, fun, and more. I understand overwhelm personally as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, wife and mom to kids and cats, and as a caregiver. I'm here to help you choose what's right for you so you can do less, live more, and breathe easier. Sound good? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, and today's episode features a tool to help you focus and plan, especially important if your brain is overwhelmed and lists aren't helping. It's called mind mapping, and it's a technique where you diagram thoughts and ideas, which may sound familiar because Brandy Agerbeck referenced it in episode 169 about visual thinking. Today, we'll dig deeper into this technique and learn more about how and when we can use it. My guest today works with creative entrepreneurs and minds of all kinds, as she calls them, and she swears by mind mapping as a tool to help. Jamie Chapman is a consultant for small business owners. She takes a holistic view of life and business and loves working with compassionate, empathetic human beings who want to thrive in all areas of their life and grow strategically and systematically. She doesn't believe in cookie-cutter solutions for business, so she takes an individualized approach to problem-solving so you can move forward in a way that's unique to you. Sound familiar? If you've spent any time with me, you know I believe customization is the key for something as personal as productivity especially. It's so important that you find the techniques and tools that are right for you. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation. We've talked about the benefits of visual thinking in general, but mind mapping is one type that may suit you, especially if you're new to diagramming. In this episode, we talk a bit about how our creative entrepreneur brains work, which is reminiscent of episode 177 with Laura Livingston on how we navigate new ideas. Jamie then walks us through the different challenges we may have with all the ideas we get and how mind mapping can address them, both in terms of ideation and project planning. She helps us understand how mind mapping may actually be preferred to list making, and she gives us the steps we can take to try it right now. I want to encourage you to try it and do so by keeping it as simple as possible. Make it yours. Use the tools that you have that you want or that you have on hand and just give it a try with one idea. I think I'm going to try it out today with some ideas on upcoming workshops, and I'd love to know what you're going to start with. Please stop by my Connect page and message me. 
and give me an update on your mind mapping experiences. Now let's join Jamie to talk about mind mapping. Welcome to the Positively Living Podcast, Jamie Chapman. I am so delighted to have you here today. Beautiful to see and hear your voice today. I am really excited about this topic because it's a tool we can use. And you know, that's my favorite thing, because we need to find ones that work for us. So the more we can explore, the more we can find the ones that really click for us. But before we dig into this tool, I'd love it if you tell us a bit about who you are and who you help. And my favorite part of this question is, what makes you light up? Ooh, thank you for that beautiful question. Well, I'm Jamie Chapman, and I own a business called Chickbook Creative, and I love to support minds of all kinds, build a business that they are proud of, and that lights me up. Being able to work with entrepreneurial, multi-passionate, I think is a word that you use very often. I do. Those are absolutely my people, and just kind of blend my love of the brain. I'm a self-proclaimed brain geek in with my love of business. Mm. Yeah, there's so much overlap that we have in that regard. I love to geek out. I'm like, if you start talking science to me, I'm like, what are you flirting with me? Stop that. No, keep going. I want to know more. So I'm excited. We're going to dig into the brain a little bit and take all that research that you've done and, and share about that and focus on a tool called mind mapping. But before we get into that, I'd love it if you would set us up with what you see with the different kinds of brains that you work with, the challenges that we have for focusing. I think we can all be like, yeah, I know what it's like when I'm not focusing properly, but set the scene for us, please, with uh, focus challenges and what's going on and what we need to know about our brain. Entrepreneurs are idea generators. They eat, sleep, breathe ideas, and they're shiny and they're beautiful and they're exciting. The challenge comes in in the idea execution. And sometimes often has to do with the executive functioning part of our brain and being able to access our prefrontal cortex where good decisions are made and having the emotional regulation to say, I see you shiny thing over there and I think you're going to make me money, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and that's where I come in. I'm blending those two worlds together of business experience, sales, marketing, distribution, inventory management processes, tools with the shiny objects. The idea generators, that's especially so for multi-passionates. You know, we're, we're innovators. And also, too, I think so many of us like, you know, the novelty of something new. It, it lights up our brains, right? That excitement of, ooh, what's this? And, oh, boy, those dopamine hits are hard to pass, right? <laughs> But it's uh, making choices, like making decisions about what we need to be doing next. You know, there's, again, so much of what I do is is the same in terms of daily life and daily habits. And then it sounds like yours is big picture in terms of your business. So you have lots and lots of ideas. You're trying to figure out what to execute and what not to. And then do you also dig into... Once you figured out what to execute, what the next levels are for that? Yeah, and that's where my tool comes in because I think that entrepreneurs see the idea and they're excited by it and they know what they want their end result to be. But there's all the million steps in between. And when we are challenged with executive functioning, we're not able 
we're not always able to see those pieces. That's where we need support. And that's where this tool comes in. Okay. So when you're talking about steps to take, I'm immediately thinking project management. And I love that you mentioned the executive function here. So to help us understand what the challenge is, what's going on with the executive function, what do we need to know about that in general, whether or not we're challenged with this process, and then we can dig into what that means and and how your tool can help. The best way to describe it is when you have that dopamine hit and you're excited, there's a lot of chemicals running through your body. There's a lot of excitement going on, but then there's also some fear and anxiety too of kind of taking that jump off the ledge. And when we enter that state, our bodies can go into fight, flight, or fawn, and we just kind of get stuck. We don't know what the next step is. Some people call that the baby brain or the lizard brain or that lower part of the brain that's, you know, at the stem is dysregulated. And we're not able to then access the prefrontal cortex, which is in the front of our brain, which is where all the good decisions are made. So sometimes it it starts with emotional regulation. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We can't make Well, I shouldn't say we can't. I mean, maybe we've tried, but it's not going to work very well for us to try to make decisions when we are in stress response. And I think we can misunderstand stress response. It's not always being absolutely fearful, but it can be that combination, as you said. We experience excitement and like that, I call it sometimes nerve-sighted, you know, (laughs) you're like nervous and excited. We can experience that, especially physiologically in the same way that we can true fear and anxiety. Right. And with all that dopamine, I mean, it is exciting. It's very quickly to run from one thing to the next and just not even realize the state that you're in or the impact that you're having on the people around you or the space around you. So you're right. The same with the dopamine or the fight or flight. Got it. Okay. So yeah, first step in focusing, and we've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, is getting ourselves in a good space to make those decisions. And that can come from managing our stress, understanding our stressors, understanding the situation. And in this case, it can come from something really positive, like all the ideas and what are we figuring out? And oh my God, now what do I decide? Overwhelm of having too many things and not knowing where to put them or, or what to do with them. So we have that. But now you've helped us figure out what are we going to focus on but there's still more to be done. And I do see this happen a lot where you have a task list and what's on there are not actually tasks, but like big projects. And so we're not translating correctly. Do you see that a lot as well? That's where the overwhelm or the stuckness comes in. You know, on your list today, was it podcast with Jamie or was it the list of questions that, you know, we were going to discuss today? When someone's thinking about bringing a new idea to market, they're like, I have this new widget and I love this widget and I'm going to sell this widget. But they're not thinking of producing the widget, the sales and marketing that goes into that widget. Is it going to be profitable? What is my cost? How much time this is going to take me? All those little pieces. And what you described earlier, just before that question, I like to call that space like the power of the pause. Like I want you to feel the excitement and joy of this new idea. Feel it through your body. Enjoy it. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing that our brain can do. And then take a breath, relax. We'll start working through all the steps that need to be taken. Just that alone. Absolutely. I'm just doing that right now because (laughs) even in this moment, I'm excited and I'm like, oh, I have lots of questions and I want to make sure that we cover everything. And so even in this moment, this wonderful moment with this awesome conversation, I need to do that as well. So get ourselves 
in a good space, right, where we are, are giving our prefrontal cortex the benefit um, to be able to work its magic, right, in making the decisions now, we get into this tool called mind mapping. What is it? And when do we use it, I think, are the first questions. So I'm an avid reader, and I came across this book called Idea Mapping, and I read it when my prefrontal cortex started firing and I got excited. I was like, this is the tool to help entrepreneurs. It is a way for creative minds to take pause and not judge all the thoughts that come to their mind, but to allow them to come. And in that process makes new connections in our brains of possibility. So I feel like as students, children going into a school system in America were learned to take information in, organize it in an outline, numbered and organized and strategically placed. And when we do that, we judge a lot of ideas that come to mind and we can lose creativity there and we lose the possibility of new ideas. So mind mapping is a tool that allows you to use the way our brains naturally work to generate creative ideas and then organize them after. It turns into this beautiful cloud of information that you can use as a mom, that you can use as an entrepreneur, that you can use as someone that works in a business for project management for sales and marketing ideas, for to-do lists, and organizing parties. Okay, that's quite a bit. And I like this phrase, cloud of information. You gave some examples of where we might use this. I want to step back for a moment to clarify. When I say, when do we use it? Or when, you know, what's a cue to us that we could use it? I'm curious if mind mapping could be helpful in processing and deciding on those the too many ideas that you talked about in the beginning, as well as taking the ones that we want to work with and breaking them down. Does it apply in both cases? It does. I think it's great for idea generation when you're thinking of creating a new service or product, or if you are trying to organize an event for yourself personally or professionally. It can be a way that you can take pieces of information and organize them after the creative piece of getting them all out, then you can take that information and reorganize it into a roadmap. And what you were saying about how we're taught to do things in a linear fashion or maybe create an outline, talk to me about how this challenges that, maybe provides an alternative to that and why that would matter. There's two ways that our brain are creating ideas and idea generation. And one of them is, say I say the word coffee to you. What is the first word that comes to mind? Yes, please. <laughs> I was going to go with cup. <laughs> but yes, please, it's also accurate. Could you give me two more things that come to mind when I say coffee? So I had cup. And then I would say coffee grounds and cream. Beautiful. So you start to generate ideas all around the idea of coffee. That's one way the map works. The second way the map works is, what is the first word that comes to mind when I say cat? Meow. 
<laughs> What's the first word that comes to mind when I say meow? Cat. <laughs> that didn't work well. <laughs> I know. I'm actually teasing you. Then I would say conversation, you know, or chat or something like that would be the next thing that I would think of. And thinking about the fact that my cats and I have a lot of conversations. Absolutely. And then what's the first word that comes to mind when I say conversation? Connection. Mm. So as you start to generate ideas from the, the first word to the last word, you may not realize that cat and conversation are united in some way, but you've created this new possibility in your mind. Like, yeah, I could have a conversation with my cat. So those are the two ways when we're first thinking of an idea and we think of all the things that are associated with that and we stop judging the things that come to mind and we just allow them to come out. Really beautiful, brilliant ideas stem from that and you start to see connections. But then when you also use the words that are associated with the words before it, you get to this really strange place that you never would have gotten if I just said the word cat to you. So for idea generation, it's utilizing the way our brain naturally generates ideas, but it's inviting you to stop the judgment piece of what's coming up for you. I love that because, you know, we talk about curiosity so much on the show and the idea that when you stay curious and, and you do keep open to possibilities, yeah, you remove the judgment. And the more you remove the judgment, the more you can be open to the possibilities and the better you're able to innovate. And I was immediately thinking, knowing, you know, the basics of mind mapping and how, you know, it's lines and sort of spokes, if you will, coming out from these clouds or circles or, or whatever it is that you create. And this idea that even visually that indicates there are different directions you can take. Absolutely. Right? It feels like almost permission, if you will, to be like, go anywhere you want from here. And then also, I guess it would be the opportunity to, you went in that direction, now let's go in another one. What's another word? And then what's another word that goes with that and so forth? Right. It allows the idea generator to really get all of those, I like the word you use, innovative, something that you may not have originally thought of when you sat down to think about the cat or to think about the coffee cup. So it allows you that dopamine feel, that really good feeling of like, the sky is the limit. This roadmap, we can take any detour that we want. And then once we get them all out, we have all these puzzle pieces that we can work with. And we have an idea that we can formulate a plan from. We've compared mind mapping to the traditional list making. And again, nothing wrong with that. And if that works for you, by all means do it. But these are options. Let's talk a little bit about how mind mapping compares to other diagramming, the overlaps, the distinctions, the preferences here. Yeah, I think the Venn diagram is already a connection that's been made between items mm -hmm. where the mind map is more like putting ink on a page and allowing it to just spread with the water, almost like a watercolor. Ooh, that's a good visual. You could make really beautiful Venn diagrams after you mind map and you have generated all of the ideas. Yeah. So the way that you're describing this, what I'm hearing is the idea that Venn diagrams are a wonderful visual representation of existing relationships. The mind map is our way to potentially find those relationships. Well said. Couldn't have said it better. 
All right. So now that we've compared them, now that we have an idea of what it can do for us and when we want to use it, let's dig into the specifics. We're going to walk away going, okay, this sounds really awesome, Jamie. I want to do the mind mapping thing. What do I do? So I use, are you familiar with the brown paper that you can like wrap a UPS package in to mail it? And yep. It comes in a big roll. So I, I go and I buy that and it's a big roll and I cut off a big piece and I lay it out on the table and I get a bunch of my favorite colored Sharpies mm. and a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I sit down and think about what I would like to mind map. And I put that as my central idea. I will use one word in the middle of my map and I will draw a cloud around it usually is my go-to, but you're welcome to be as creative as you'd like. And then you're going to start in a clockwise fashion. You're going to draw lines and start thinking about whatever comes to mind when you generate that first idea. So back to the cat idea, I would have cat in the middle and I might draw a little cat face around it actually, because this is a creative kinesthetic thing. We want the pen to the paper. And I would start in a clockwise fashion, thinking of all the things that come to mind when I think of the word cat. And from there, so if I thought meow was my first one, from the meow, I might circle that in a speech bubble because that would be fun and creative, like the cat said meow. And I would think of all the things that come to mind when I think meow. And I would work my way clockwise around that map to generate ideas. From there, that's all my puzzle pieces. Now I'm going to sit back and I'm going to take a look and start making connections between all of my different bubbles. What are the opportunities and the possibilities here? I'm going to get curious in how I can connect these pieces of the puzzle together. I like that. That's basically the review. The way that I see it is you get the items that you're going to use to mind map. So I'm assuming we can be as creative or as basic as we want to be, right? So there's lots of options. Then the second is you said, you know, what do I want to mind map? And in there, would it be good to, or is it like setting a, an intention in a way? So you have maybe a concept that you want to mind map and an intention from it. Like I want to come up with a new workshop relating to this particular topic. So that's the intention that I want out of this. And that will help, I guess, when you get to that last step of reviewing all the puzzle pieces, right? Yeah, I could see you, Lisa, using it you know, central idea is podcast. I have a podcast and I have things that I want to talk about. And I would start in that clockwise fashion of just writing spokes of different things that come to mind, different topics that you want to cover. And then from those topics, you can start to think about, you know, who could I reach out to, to cover that topic? What pieces of this topic do I really want to talk about? Right. And you start generating all of those ideas. When you step back, you could have a year of podcast content all mapped out for you. Yeah, I could see that being really useful for any kind of content, for social media content, you know, things like that. I do things thematically, and I think uh, you do as well. So that can be really helpful. Now, when you mentioned, you know, you decide something that you want to mind map, and then you do one word, is that a very specific guideline? Or is it just to keep it simple that you suggest that? Because for example, I'd be inclined to put podcast topics because I think of podcasts or maybe the mind map, it could it could be multiple levels, right? Because it could be podcast and then you have to figure out topics, you have to figure out tech, you have to figure out promotion. And then from there, each of those could be 
their own mind map. So is that part of it too, that there's sort of a nested mind mapping opportunity here as well? When we're idea generators and we're multi-passionate, we tend to speak in lots of sentences. And sometimes we can hyper-focus and get lost in an idea. Yeah. The idea is to keep it a little lighter. So it's okay to use two or three words. We're trying not to use sentences because we're not writing a book yet. Yes, exactly. It is the path to get there. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. We've got like four basic steps here that we can do on our own. We can follow you for guidance and, you know, we can have variations on the theme depending upon what feels right for us. But even starting in a very basic way, like I have my rocket book here that I love to use and I make notes on with color markers or without, I could start a mind map right now as soon as we're done. And I probably will because I, I meant it when I talked about the upcoming workshop ideas. I'm, I'm definitely going through some of that ideation right now. Could be something as simple as a grocery list in your weekly food plan as well, right? Like what are we eating this week? And the first few spokes are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then you start generating ideas from there. And the beauty of it is that you can crumple it up and throw it away and say, I don't like any of those ideas or flip it over and start over. But it is just an invitation to get creative, think outside the box and organize information. Yeah. And keep open to new opportunities for relationships and connections to concepts, which again, promotes your already strong tendency to innovate. Yes. Okay. Any other final thoughts before we go into the rapid wrap up? You know, it's a fun, creative, again, kinesthetic way to get ideas out on paper be creative, think outside the box, and give yourself an organized roadmap to the place that you want to go, which is typically that central idea. I use it daily in my life with all sorts of different things personally and professionally. That is a great suggestion. And what I'm taking away from this, and I think I'm also going to try, is the idea of practicing on something that's pretty straightforward, not like necessarily a huge, big question or project, but something as simple as a meal planning or, or something that's fun. Have some fun with it. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, before we dig into the rapid wrap-up, let us know where we can find you online for these resources on mind mapping. Yeah, everything is on my website at chickbookcreative.com. My weekly MindSweep newsletter sign-up is there. Personalized MindSweep mapping, I can do them in person or online. I love to do them in person if you're in the New England area but I can do them online and teach you the method. And it's a tool that you can learn and use on your own, but can be helpful with the guidance of someone with an outside perspective. Great. Okay. It's rapid wrap up time. Fill in the blanks for me, please. One is a song that lifts my spirits and makes me dance is? Find Your People by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors. Okay. That's going to go on the Positively Living podcast. Spotify dance playlist. We might be up to volume four at this point. We got a lot of good dance tunes, so we'll add that one. How about a quote or mantra that inspires me that I love to share? One thing I often share with entrepreneurs is the idea of 1% every day. I think as we travel the road of entrepreneurship, we're faced with a lot of detours that can take attention away from our goals. And when I reflect at the end of each day, I'm just looking for 1% forward progress to the place that I want to be in my, my business and my personal life. Small steps truly make a huge difference. 
Okay, how about a resource? It could be a book or app. You did mention one book already, Idea Mapping, but uh, if you have another one, that's that's good. Anything really that has made my life better. I would say the bullet journal method. It is something I found a couple of years ago. And while I'm not a strict user of all of its concepts, the broad idea of being able to really use any notebook at any time for all of my ideas and keep them safe in a place. And the morning and evening reflection of what I've accomplished, what's important to me, and rewriting what needs to get done the next day has been such a helpful tool that I've passed on to other entrepreneurs as well. We have that, that to-do list. And the, the thing about a to-do list is it doesn't have a bottom. It is, a, it is a never-ending scroll of things that I need to do. And the practice of rewriting it every day and reflecting each day, am I writing this again because I'm choosing not to do it? Am I writing this again because I'm procrastinating doing it? Or do I just need to cross this thing off and move on with my life? Has been such a beautiful practice that I've taken from the bullet journal method. Yeah, bullet journaling has a lot of options. And that is a great example of something that you can do in the most basic way. Or if you like to be more creative, you can add a lot to it. It's entirely up to you. And it sounds to me like that kind of journaling can be wonderful for a basic list of the ideas that you want to mind map. Yes. Right? Because you're going to have lots of ideas and you're like, great, I'm starting with this one, but I have like so many more. Capture those in the bullet journal and then work on the mind mapping from there. Yeah. Okay. Now, last, but definitely not least, what are you grateful for today, Jamie? I am grateful for my twin boys. Uh, it has been a long journey with their own ADHD and experience in you know, school. And as they've progressed through their lives and are now considering college, which is something I just never even knew would be a possibility for them, I just have extreme gratitude for where they are and the men that they've become. Mm, that process, the path that we're on, it can be difficult, but it can be incredible. And it can give us gifts that we never knew. In terms of gratitude, I am so grateful that we connected. And for your wisdom and generosity today, thank you for shining your light so brightly in this world and sharing it with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for joining me today. Your time is precious and limited, and I'm honored you chose to spend it with me. If you have feedback, questions, or want to schedule a chat, head to positivelyproductive.com slash connect. And if you are looking for any of the resources referenced on the podcast, from books to products to training and more, go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources.